0: Hello, and thank you for tuning in live. Today is Sunday, January 1st, 2023. You are currently watching the Skill Building Sunday Drawing Group. Um, And I am your host, Jason Leeser. And if this is working for you, please let us know in the comments and in the chat. Please tag a friend who loves tattoos. Welcome to Guy Itchison's Reinventing the Tattoo Community, where tattooers, apprentices, collectors, and the curious are encouraged to join in these live streams, real-world events, to share and inspire and ultimately create better art and tattoos together. We beam out nearly every day and with your help have evolved into a quality network of amazing live and on-demand tattoo and art shows that have all been receiving rave reviews. You can find Reinventing the Tattoo in both of the app stores, the Apple App Store and the Google Play Store, our Reinventing the Tattoo YouTube channel, Our Reinventing the Tattoo Roku channel, which has 12 to 15 different shows going on at any given time, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, as well as all of the major podcast directories, such as Apple and Spotify. But no matter where you are watching live or on demand, you can always get the latest and greatest content at www.reinventingthetattoo.com. You can try it out for free. We've got a number of sample webinars available from the Reinventing the Tattoo Canon. We've got some free advice from Guy H.S.N. himself about goal setting. We've got a comprehensive tattoo history course from Jay Brown, which is absolutely fantastic if you're looking more into the history of tattoos. We also have a live event schedule with full weekly and special event live stream details. And we have access to the Reinventing 24-7 channel which is a lot like our Roku channel. It's got 13 different shows playing 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We also offer a number of different professional development courses from over 20 world-class tattoo artists. Once again, if this is working for you, please drop us a comment, leave us a chat, and please tag a friend who loves tattoos. We have a number of weekly staple shows we always encourage people to tune into starting on Sundays at 1 p.m. with me, Jason Leeser, for the Skill Building Sunday Drawing Group, where we go through and talk about different skills that we all need being tattoo artists. That's followed on Monday with four different shows, starting at 9 a.m. with Drawing for Tattooers with James Wisdom, where we go through and discuss some basic drawing techniques and strategies. That's followed at 11 a.m. on Mondays with the Tattoo Weekly, hosted by Lauren Gregory, Jake Meeks, and Gabe Ripley. Following that at 5 p.m., we have Let's Talk About Feelings with Robbie Ripple. And capping off Monday night at 9 p.m., we have a subscribers exclusive drawing group with Guy Acheson and Sandy McAndrew. On Tuesday, we have another morning drawing group with a very good friend of mine, incredibly talented tattoo artist, and one hell of a painter, Ricardo Certevant, and that is the Tuesday Fields Drawing Group. On Wednesdays at 1 p.m., we have the Tattoo Now show hosted by Gabe Ripley, where we do a little bit of a deeper dive into the business aspect behind tattooing. And Thursdays, capping off the week. At 6 p.m., we have the Tattoo Collecting 101 podcast with Fawn Baker. Um, I'd like to go through and take a quick minute to thank some of our sponsors and the people that make this happen. Starting off with WorldTattooEvents.com, the largest, most comprehensive resource for tattoo events worldwide. There's, they're constantly updating, as we know, living in this post-pandemic era where tattoo conventions and events are still getting rescheduled like crazy. For the latest and greatest, most up-to-date information on tattoo events coming to a city near you or a city you want to visit, go to WorldTattooEvents.com. Next, we have Delize Pro, also known as Dermalize Worldwide. Protect your art. If you're still using plastic wrap to wrap up your tattoos after you're done them, it's probably time to step your game up. Delize Pro was developed by wound care specialists specifically designed to heal tattoos. This stuff is the next generation of tattoo aftercare. Take a look at Delize Pro for all of your aftercare needs. TattooNow.com, technology for tattooers, the leading edge in professional development management, and digital tools for tattooers of all levels. They're constantly keeping everything updated and upgraded. They're 100% competitive with any kind of CRM mailing list or scheduling software out there. Hit up TattooNow.com for the latest and greatest, most cutting edge tattoo technology to help you or your studio. And of course, this wouldn't be reinventing the tattoo, without a very personal and professional thank you to the man, the myth, and the legend, um, and the founder and inspiration behind Reinventing the Tattoo, Guy Aitchison. You can find him at GuyAcheson.com where you can pick up a copy of his Biomech Encyclopedia. You can pick up some of his DVDs. He's got some custom coil machines for sale. I think there's still a few left, I could be wrong, um, as well as some original oil paintings and some fine art prints. All available at guyHison.com. And I'd like to take another quick second to thank two of our affiliates, starting off with the Apprenticeship Diaries with Amy Nichols. Um, The Apprenticeship Diaries is a great place to go to if you're looking for a bit of guidance on where to get started when becoming an apprenticeship. Um, I actually... Uh, just found out that a three-part interview I did with Amy was released the other day. So go through and take a look at the Apprenticeship Diaries. Um, if you're just looking to get started on your tattoo journey, if you're already a, you know, studio artist and you're looking for another source of information, another great source of information is the Fireside Tattoo Network, uh, hosted by Jake Meeks. There's tons of interviews and tons and tons of walkthroughs with phenomenal artists, all available on the Fireside Tattoo Network. Once again, we ask that if you like today's show, please go through and post a positive review on the channel. Help us get the word out. Um, If you are ever looking to host a Reinventing the Tattoo event or become a sponsor of our community, or maybe you're just looking for a critique of a tattoo or a painting that you've done, please feel free to reach out to us at management at reinventingthetattoo.com. And we've got a number of people joining us today. We've got Medusa's with us, Ricardo is with us, and Will is with us. How's it going, everyone? Oh, let me unmute everyone.
1: What's up,
2: dude? Hey, bud! Happy New Year!
1: Happy New Year, man! Howdy! Hello, hello.
0: Hey, how's it going, guys? Uh, Will, can I get you to turn your uh, phone to the side so it's more landscape mode? Uh, did that work? Don't think that worked super well, but oh, that's good for now. Uh, welcome. Welcome aboard. Got Amber's joining us too. Um, I'm going to show you guys what I'm currently working on. I got a pretty brand new project coming at you. Uh, Has um, everyone made their New Year's resolutions? Oh,
3: um.
0: I'll take that as a no yes um <laughs> i think some people might still be trying to figure them out i know i'm still trying i always try to make three of them um Has, uh, the first other i am turning down my table uh, oh okay
2: no.
4: Yes. Yeah.
0: Yep, definitely getting some feedback there from someone.
4: Okay, I think that's better now.
0: Yep. A bit better.
4: My my phone unmuted my TV without my permission.
0: Ah, it's the phone's fault. It's the tech demons. Yes. The little people that live inside our magical boxes. Yes. <laughs> Um, So, as I was mentioning, I always try to make three different New Year's resolutions every year. Uh, One is always personal. Um, You know, I always try to find something personal that I want to improve upon with myself. Not that I don't try to do that on a daily basis anyway, but, you know, it's just one of the things that I try to do every year. Um, The other is professional. Because, I mean, who doesn't want to set professional goals? That's kind of today's topic is goal setting. Um, and, um, you know, how to achieve those goals that we set for ourselves. And the, um, the final one is financial. I always want to be able to make some kind of a financial goal, whether it's amount of money saved, whether it's um, amount of money earned. There's always something I like to, uh, to try to set. As far as a goal for myself, and it looks like um, the ever elusive Bruno Salvatierra has joined us. Bruno. Uh, Bruno's a very rare creature. Um, he usually only comes out at night. He's very skittish, so try not to make any sudden movements. Try to speak at a very very slow pace. We don't want to spook him off. Um, this is this is a rarity.
3: I don't like to be told what to do, so I'm just going to go ahead and say, "Hola, Bruno. Como esta?
0: Uh, Bruno's grabbing his headphones.
3: Oh, damn it.
0: Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, like I said, he's a very rare creature. We do not we do not often see him in daylight. He's kind of like a vampire. Okay, I was pretty convinced that at one point in time, he would burst into flames if we ever saw him in actual daylight. you know, great guy, phenomenal artist. Um, and uh, what what was this rumor that I was hearing that maybe Medusa, you were going to go down and visit the great Bruno? Uh, yeah. Beginning of February. That's will beginning of February. Sounds awesome to go down to Miami. Oh. Yeah. Fort
3: Lauderdale, to be specific. Oh, sorry. Um, It's it's close, whatever. It's Florida. (laughs) Yeah, Bruno's probably like it's different, but uh, um, yeah, Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be fun. I'm gonna be able to practice some Spanish and um, draw, and it's gonna be my birthday too. So, woohoo! I'm so excited to not spend my birthday in the cold, dreary, cloudy rain.
0: Mm. Yeah, that, I guess. not know if I would like that.
3: Ah, yeah, I've been doing it for thirty-five years. I'm ready to spend my thirty-sixth year in a in a sunny environment. Oh, sh- sh- by the
0: Remember, speak slowly. Bruno just arrived. Make no sudden movements. We do not want to scare him off. There he is. Caught.
5: Wait. I got scared and I left. What's up, guys? <laughs> there That's he is, caught in the
0: wild. The man, the myth, <laughs> and the legend. <laughs>
5: Happy New Year, guys.
0: Happy New Year, everyone.
3: Hola.
5: Hola, Medusa.
0: I'm actually uh, also very excited. I have another trip coming up in a few days. I'm very excited about. I'm uh, heading out to the Tattoo Dojo um, to Hyperspace Studios.
3: Nice. To go and visit oh, wow.
0: guy, but before I get there, I'm actually going to be landing in Bloomington, so I can spend a little bit of time with Ricardo.
1: Yes, sir.
5: oh oh nice man. So yeah. glad
0: you guys get to spend
3: some time together. Long distance relationships awesome. are
0: hard. They are. <laughs> <laughs> I try to Facetime with him every now and then, and you know, I. It just, it gets awkward. So I'd rather just visit him. Yeah. I miss him. Oh, uh, Bill. It's like every time I'm around Ricardo or Bruno, I just get this ultimate creativity recharge. Um, it, it's It's absolutely awesome. When you get to hang out with people that you really, really admire. And, you know, guys that constantly you know, help you push yourself to a whole new level. It's absolutely fantastic, and it's it's something you want to try to do on a regular basis.
5: Totally. That's oh. what I was stoked about uh, the Paradise Gathering happening again.
0: Oh, dude. That's going to be so killer.
5: Yeah, man.
0: <clears throat> I cannot wait. Are you guys going? When is yeah. it?
1: A- October. Oh, okay. Might have to make that happen.
2: Yeah. I'm
5: going. Yeah, yeah me too. I would love to go.
1: It was a blast last it's still time. Nice to-
5: yeah. And it's always super nice to go to these like places. And I don't know where, where this next one is going to be, but it's most likely going to be in in, uh, in Massachusetts, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah it's going to
3: be at Jiminy Peak again.
5: Oh, nice. Yeah, I love that place. Yeah. I would love to take a little bit more of a hike like around the, the area next time I'm there. Like we did with Renee when we took that watercolor class.
3: Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, on the last day... Renee and um Ananda and I went on a little journey through the woods and it was so nice. It was like it was like seven AM, so there was still like a bunch of fog and mist everywhere in the mountains. And like through the fog was the colorful fall trees peeking through. Gorgeous. That sounds awesome. Yeah. And then we had a funeral.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> somebody somebody I don't mean to the laugh at that. But... Somebody stepped on a bug and it. we had a
2: funeral. Oh, <laughs> well, <Aww. laughs> at oh. least you honored
4: him.
3: Oh, but yeah, no. Jiminy Peak is gorgeous. I can't wait to go back.
2: It really
5: is. What else do you guys have going on in the year? Like, as far as conventions, are you guys uh, doing any conventions? Mm-mm.
0: Um. I mean, are- you know, I am but that's right. not a surprise. For yeah. sure. I'm not
3: going to be like- going to Evergreen, but I will be going to the seminars. Because mm-hmm. I think I think they have seminars during the week and then the conventions on the weekend um, at Evergreen. So that'll be cool. My boss is doing a seminar, so i gonna check that oh. out.
1: What's the seminar on? I don't
3: remember. <laughs> <laughs> I just know that it's a seminar with Cassidy Bell and he's my boss and I can't wait to go take it.
1: Will said he never done it. He's never done a convention.
0: What? Oh man. Conventions are great. I, I personally love them. They're not for everyone. I understand that. Um, I fell in love with conventions a long time ago, uh, back to unbeknownst to me when Ricardo and I were at the same Philadelphia convention many, many years ago, but didn't really know each other at the time, but it was an absolutely fantastic experience. Um, and um, so that's kind of one of the reasons why I've become so enamored with um with like conventions you know it's like i love being around other people that do the same things that i do but in a different way mm-hmm. you know it just constantly drives me to be like oh i didn't think of that you know we've got uh kyle's in the uh youtube comments what's up kyle how's it going happy kyle New year, O or Waffle? kyle b kyle mm-hmm. b skies of fire uh Kyle. Kyle,
5: Happy New Year, buddy.
3: <laughs> Happy New Year, Kyle.
5: Kyle's been going at it hard, man. Like, I love no, how he, his work this is just getting better and better.
0: Dude, he is putting in the time. He did yep. this little forest scene
4: with some, like, some mushrooms on a log and, like, real close up. And I I absolutely love it. It's right up my alley. I was
3: like, I really love this. I like the color pencil Pokemon has been working on. Yes, I like anything Pokemon so.
0: <laughs> yeah. Nice. So far this year, I only have a couple of shows that I'm planning on working. I'm actually probably going to be cutting back on a few of them. Uh, last year I did the Resurrection Island show, which was an absolutely phenomenal show. Um, very well organized, very well put together. I don't know if I'm going to be working at it this year or not. Um, that one's still kind of up in the air. I was hoping to get into Hell city this year. I still have not heard back. Um, and I submitted my application at the end of October. They've already started, you know, admitting people. So I don't think that's going to be happening this year. Um, I was potentially thinking about doing another one out in like the Ohio Valley area, maybe the Indie Tattoo Show, um, or maybe another one out in Pittsburgh or Erie, but I think I'm actually going to take a step back from traveling quite as much as I used to, just because I do have a couple other events coming up this year that um, I'm really trying to look forward to, such as uh, Paris, the Tattoo Planetarium show.
3: Oh wow. Um, I've already
0: started talking to uh the organizer about working at that one.
1: That's nice. awesome, dude.
0: That is fucking sick, dude. So if anyone wants to join me for that one, like let me know. Hit me up. Hi. Hi. You know, it, it's it's a bit of a hike, but you know, it's absolutely one of the most incredible shows. Um I was invited to go and attend at the um Gods of Tattooing show this year uh, by one of the artists that's working at it. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to feasibly make that happen uh, just because I do have a vacation plan this year for the beginning of June. And uh, over in off? Europe. So I'm gonna need to save some uh, some money for that.
3: Oh, I looked up the Gods of Ink. It's happening at the same time as Inspiring Tours, so. Yeah, I wanted to go just look around at that one too, but I can make Paris
0: work, I'm pretty sure. Well, Mickey Mickey Violenti, the guy who runs Gods of Ink, is super awesome. This is his first show back after taking a couple years off from quarantine and from COVID, and uh, he had a very personal loss that happened to him over the quarantine period. So, you know, this is his first show back. You know, I can almost guarantee you it will be going on again next year. um, so if you can't make it this year, highly recommend you make it next year because that is the show to work at. That's the new World cup of tattooing
3: yeah, uh it's basically like the
0: like let's London let me pull up the right? uh, let me pull up the website and we'll just go through the who's who of tattooing at the London Tattoo Convention or not the London Tattoo Convention the Gods of Ink show
2: let's see
0: Let's just take a look at some of this, uh, some of the artists that will be attending the Gods of Ink tattoo convention.
2: Aaron
0: Bell.
1: A phenomenal artist. Uh,
0: absolutely. I mean, Popped here. Poncho's going to be there, Alex Pancho. Oh, why is this screen skipping all around? Alexander Grimm is going to be there. Absolutely that phenomenal tattooer. Yeah, the guy's
1: stuff is so crazy.
0: Augustine Nazumi. Um, insane tattooer. If you like Japanese style work, you've probably seen his stuff. He owns and runs I Love Tattoo um, out in Singapore. BJ That's Betts will be name. there. Oh, I want to meet BJ Betts. Benjamin so Laukas, Big Me's, Bernie Luther. Uh, Bong will be there. He's out in uh, Hawaii, I believe. Uh, Carlos Rojas, Carlos Torres. Um, I mean, Chad Kopplinger, Chin- Orient Ching from Taiwan will be there. I mean, uh, Chris Cooks. Um, this is uh, Chris Heinrichson. I mean, literally, absolutely phenomenal lineup here. Dan Smith will be there. Um I mean, just so many incredible. Evan Yu uh, from Canada. Uh, Felix Steele, Fibs, Philip Liu. Oh, man. Um, yeah, right? Just that lineup alone oh, is going to have
1: to want to go. Philip Liu's uh, the head here? man. That's all you had to say. All right. know, right?
0: And Jorgensen, Hori, uh, Hori Yen, Hori Benny. I mean, the list wow. just keeps going. Isnard Barbosa will be there. James Text. Uh G will be there. I mean Jennifer. So many incredible Joe Harrison, Joe Bosco. I mean, that guy's literally that just crazy. Johan will be there. Uh Jose Lopez. Jose Sanchez. Julian Siebert. Hello. Corpse Painter. Dude, this is like. Every time I look at this website, it makes me more and more upset. I'm not going to be going.
2: Sorry, this is the
5: lineup for what convention?
0: God's, Gods of Ink. We're in Frankfurt, Germany. Jesus. Italian Dorsey. Italian Knox. Uh, I mean, Nick Tran, Nico Hurtado. Owash, Peter Lagerin. I mean, Randy Englehart. What? Wow. Ralph Nonwheeler. Rich Hardy. I mean, this is literally a who's who of tattooing. Robert Hernandez, Ryan Smith, the scientist from the UK. Um, I mean, Shige will be there. Steve Moore oh. will be there.
5: Jesus, oh,
0: Lord. Teresa Sharp will be there. Grime oh. will be there. Oh, dude, you saw what happened with tin them, tin, Uncle Allen.
5: Oh, yeah. Nope, so. uh,
0: Valentina will be there. Victor the will flooded. be there. Victor Portugal will be there. Yarson will be there. Yogi will be there. Zam will be there. I mean, literally, pick an incredible tattoo artist. They'll be going.
5: Jesse Levitt.
0: So just just to give you guys an idea of what's going on. Um, just a little bit of an
1: idea here.
0: Yeah, Damn. maybe it next year we can figure it out. The name well, exactly. Yeah.
5: Yeah. You had me at Philip Blue, and then you just kept on going with all these monsters. Amazing. You had man. me
3: at international. Just like, yes, I love traveling.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm actually, I'm actually talking to someone, um, and I'm trying to figure some things out. Um. I through meeting a few people that I met at this year's uh, needle jig, um, the the needle jig meetup um, that took mm-hmm. place instead of the uh, paradise paradise gathering. Sorry, I'm trying to do too many things at one time as usual. Uh, we got you. But it so through meeting Fast Alley and her husband at uh, the needle jig meetup, both of which have been extensively tattooed by Philip Lou. Um, I'm actually going to reach out to them and talk to them to find out the next time they'll be heading out to get, uh, a session done by Philip to see if maybe it would be okay if I went out there and joined them. Um, you know, not to like get anything done, but I would just like to be out there, to be in the environment, to hang out, to, you know, just maybe ask them a few questions if that would be okay. Um, just to be in that kind of an environment with that For kind sure. of person you know, it's just inspiring.
3: Fast Alley is definitely someone I want to work with. She is really bad. I, she invited me to come up sometime. She told me I should hit her up if I want to come up. So I want to plan that into the next year. And I want to spend like a, a, some time with her learning about more about nipple restoration. Cause I am like, after that seminar, I'm hooked. Like I got, pictures of nipples taped up around my station so that I can like practice drawing and stuff like that sounds awesome.
0: Yeah. You want to talk about someone that's leading the field in a very niche tattoo industry nipple restoration has become so huge and she is literally leading the field in everything that she has been doing uh, to the point that she's got international clientele that will fly out just for a procedure. Like, she's really crushing it. Um, And she's just one of the sweetest human beings you will ever meet. Like, seriously, such a genuine, awesome human being. Um, Go take a look at Fast Alley. She's over at Lost and Found Tattoo in New Jersey. She is absolutely unbelievable. Um also while you're out in that neck of the woods in New Jersey, go take a look at Jen Carmines' work. Got to meet mm-hmm. and talk with her over at the uh Puerto Rico show. Um absolute sweetheart, phenomenal tattoo artist. You know, definitely someone that is worth, you know, taking the trip out to see and getting to know. So I'm actually going to, I'm now
3: that I was thinking about it, I'm like texting Fast Alley right now, just being like, Already did.
0: (laughs) In fact, um, she actually invited me out to an event that she hosted at Lost and Found last night called Paint in the New Year. um, Which I was very, if I didn't already have plans for New Year's Eve, I was definitely going to go.
3: So Uh, what was everybody's plans for New Year's Eve? I kind of want to know how other people celebrate.
4: I worked on my homework for Monday morning. I'm a procrastinator and I work really good under pressure and I got very little done on my self-portrait over the Christmas break. So I knocked it out last night
0: before the ball dropped. Very nice.
5: I always paint on New Year's. That's like tradition.
0: And, I went to uh, sleep early.
5: I had a blast painting
2: yesterday.
0: I did a little bit of drawing earlier in the day, but um, I just went to bed early. That's what I always do. I originally thought
4: I might go to bed early, but I didn't. I was like, I'm not spending New Year's Day on this. It's going to be done before 2022 is over. I, that was my. You have to do this. You can't procrastinate that much. So I made sure it was done before 2022 was over. And I'm like, yay, my homework's done. I haven't had homework in 25 years, but yay, my homework's done.
0: I, I give myself homework all the time.
4: Well, that's different. I, I enjoy doing that stuff. I don't think that's homework, but self portraits were never my favorite. And it's been about 25 years since I've drawn one. So I went into it going, am I even gonna be able to make my hand do the thing?
0: Ooh, good question. Two shares.
3: So for, um, my realism has I mean, I'm not a realistic artist. I'm not a realism artist. Uh, At first, I thought you were going to say I'm not a real person. That, too. I am actually three pandas in a human suit. <laughs> um, but uh, aside from that, secret's out, cat's out of the bag, panda's out of the suit. Um, <laughs>
2: uh.
3: <laughs> Um, My realism has gotten a lot better ever since about, about six or seven months after the last Paradise. And it's specifically because of something that Fawn Baker told me at Paradise that I've been circling in my head that I didn't understand until about six or seven months later when I was drawing and then suddenly it clicked in my head and ever since then I've been able to like get better like at a progressive weight Right? it's that phrase of drawing what you see not what you think you see yeah and so I know we've all heard that but and we all are all like yeah I know what you're talking about I've heard that a million times but once it actually clicks and you realize exactly what that means, suddenly everything changes. Yeah. Stop
4: looking at it at what it is and just draw the shapes you see.
3: Yeah. But the thing is, it's easier said than done. Yeah. Yeah. But like there is a moment where you're all like, I know what that meant. I know what that meant. But as soon as it actually like clicks in your head and it comes out through your hand, it's completely different. And then you're all like, oh, I know exactly what that meant
2: mm-hmm. and I
3: don't know I had that moment like I said six or seven months after Fawn told me that and then I remember oh my god that's what Fawn was talking about I thought I knew what she said but now I know what she said mm-hmm. and, yeah and then I've just been doing a lot more realistic tattoos since and I think and, and art and I think I'm doing a bit better at it because of that But yeah, it's weird because that's one of those things where everybody's all like, "Yeah, I know what that means," but you don't actually know what that means until it like really clicks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's how it is. Sometimes. Remember.
0: I think that one phrase was the only thing I got out of five years worth of art school. Uh, oh, I paid I, all of that money to go to fine art school, and like that's all I got out of it. yeah because that's all that every professor ever said
3: because it it's it's the simplest advice, but it's so hard to follow.
5: It's with the like, book uh, from the right working from the right Side of the brain, mm-hmm. I think uh, teaches yeah. a lot. And uh, yeah, Yeah, I totally know what you mean, uh, Medusa. Like sometimes, you know, you hear something and it hits, right? And you're like, oh, I see. But then it doesn't really hit until, you know, some time can pass, you know, and you're under the right circumstances and you've been kind of digesting what you've heard for a while now. And and then, you know, you find yourself in a specific situation and then it finally hits like deep, you know, that deep understanding of that that you heard. While like applying it and and then things just you know improve significantly after that, like in the late,
3: hell, yeah, what are you working on, Bruno? Are you working on some amazing bullshit that's gonna blow us all away and Probably. make us want to rage core sure.
5: <laughs> no I'm, I'm working on some uh design that I'm gonna be working on pretty soon, uh like a floral, uh, full leg sleeve. I'm going to get started with it. So I'm starting on like the hip area, but I don't really have much just yet. I'm just kind of playing around with, um, with like the uh, placement of the flowers and the buds and things like that. And the flow that I'm going to put on the leg, but I can show you what I worked on yesterday. I, uh, I was painting yesterday. Um,
0: please
3: do it show what us. That means
0: I don't know if I have uh, that permission set up. Uh, oh.
2: spotlight! That's beautiful. You. Oh, there you go.
3: Ooh.
1: Yeah, look at that.
2: Oh,
1: it's yeah.
3: Like I oh, said, some bullshit that's going to be Blowing us all away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck.
5: I just started playing with like oils. I, I bought myself like a really good deal of um, like Dude. 20 oils for like 300 bucks or something like that. And Dude. Uh, nice. Super excited to like be using oils now. It's like a totally different experience. So much fun.
3: That looks like way more than 20.
5: Yeah, maybe 50, actually. Yeah, maybe 50. Oh, I forgot, how many.
3: That's, I forgot yeah, no, how many. That's definitely more than 20. That's a steal, oh, man.
5: dude. Yeah, yeah, dude, like what a good deal. And these are like the good ones, like the Cadman. Yeah,
3: the Gamblin. Yeah, yep, mm-hmm.
5: the 1980s. So oh, I'm stoked, man, because I, I, I've i been using acrylics and every time I play around with oils, it's like, you know, like so much fun.
3: So uh I know that in February I'm supposed to be coming down just for like guest and everything, but I mm-hmm. um you should know that I'm moving down there and I will be painting forever. <laughs> <laughs> um hi is Can't that, get that you me asking
0: now? Bruno for a permanent spot at his studio? Is that what that is? No, I'm just gonna live there. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
4: hey. She's
0: just asking for
4: an apartment.
5: <laughs> that chair over right there, you see it? That's that's it's all yours, Medusa. Anytime. Yes.
4: <laughs>
2: Wait, but yeah, we'll I'll
5: definitely be painting. Actually... Hell yeah. For sure.
3: Yeah. I, um, the only problem with oils is that they take so long to dry. And from Christian Perez's class at the last um, Paradise, somebody, I put it in the window and uh, kind of near a little bit near the heater um, so that it could like maybe try to dry faster and everything so that by the time I had to fly out, I could somewhat reasonably pack it. Um, I took somebody's advice and wrapped it with a layer of plastic wrap when it was just a little tacky, like mostly dry, but you know, that's still oil tacky that's going to last for a few weeks and everything. And when I got off the flight, it was fucking smudged and ruined and oh, so, no. if i paint anything with oil it has to just it just lives wherever i paint it can't travel with fresh oil
0: paintings yeah it's it's real tricky to pack them up to the point that like you can actually go through and um you know transport them The only way that I've ever seen it successfully done with wet paintings is by actually taking a couple of pieces of like craft wood and some cardboard and nailing the craft wood to the sides. Because like you can go to like a hobby store or whatever, and you can get like the little slivers. Oh, give it a ridge. Give it give it a ridge and then tape a piece of cardboard over top of it right? So that nothing can touch the surface. I was just going to say, make it its
3: own shadow box.
0: Bingo. That's a great idea, Jason. Holy fuck. It's really the only way I've ever seen it done successfully. Um, Another way to do it is to take, you can find 11 by 14 shadow boxes, right? And 11 by 14 like panels to paint on. If you take the backing off of the shadow box and take the glass out, You can actually use those 11 by 14 panels to put them into that frame, right? And anchor it down. And then you can also use that to transport it too. But it's you have to be very kind of specific with, you know, what areas um, you're painting on, what's still wet, like extremely wet, is anything moving around if you tilt it. Uh, there's a lot of things to consider when trying to transport something like that.
5: Yeah, it's tricky stuff. I didn't even think of that.
0: In fact, if I have the chance to, I might actually swing out to um, a hobby store and pick up some of those uh, like little pieces of craft wood so that that way, when I go down to visit Ricardo Um, and, you know, maybe we can do like a little collaborative oil painting.
1: Yeah, man, I'd be down.
0: That sounds like fun. You know, I'm going to be intimidated as hell painting, Mm -hmm. you know, with oils next to Ricardo, but. Uh, Come on. (laughs) You rock at oils, man.
3: Imagine. Uh, So, mm -hmm. you know, those, uh, uh, fuck, what are those called? Where, um. The easel is set up and everybody has a few minutes to work on it. And Art,
2: fusion?
3: Yeah, uh, Art Fusion? Yeah, Art Fusion. Imagine be- being in line behind fucking Ricardo. Oh,
0: Whatever. Dude. Nope, nope, don't want to do it.
3: Oh. I quit. <laughs> Ricardo and Bruno, if I'm in line behind <laughs> them, I'm I'm just going to the bar. Yeah, <laughs> uh, how am I supposed Bye. to make better? They already made it better than I can make it. I don't even want to add it. on to it. No, it's finished. Bye. <laughs> I'm done. <Yeah. laughs>
1: I quit. You guys are cranky, really Yeah, that's silly. a
3: compliment. Well,
1: thank yeah. you. Yeah. No, man, I'm down, Jason. I know we still got that acrylic dragon that we got to work yes, on. Yes,
0: you. Hey, when are you guys getting together again? Uh, the ninth. Oh, so I'll be. I actually just booked my tickets the other day. The ninth of what? Sure, I'm flying in on the ninth
5: of January, um,
0: and I'll be, yes. Oh yeah, nice man. Yeah, I'll be flying in. Can't wait to see what 9th, happens. And then flying back on the thirteenth. The morning or no, the morning of the fourteenth, I fly back
1: nice bro yeah man yeah
0: so it gives us a little bit of extra time you know dude, just to hang find find out it. and catch up
1: can't wait for you to check out the new shop and stuff too it's gonna really be fun
0: dude so and i was actually curious like should i be bringing machines or anything yeah if like you to.
1: yeah come on bring them on down man bring bring you tattoos while you're there
0: yeah i mean it doesn't really give us too much time to to like book appointments or anything but um, you know, I figure any any time spent hanging out and gaining knowledge from you guys is gonna be worthwhile. Lizard, I mean, even if right? I could just like observe you tattooing like I did before, man. That was enlightening to say the least. Oh, well,
1: I appreciate that. Thank you.
5: An art fusion tattoo might pop up. You never know, man. There you
2: go.
3: Uh, I'm out. You
1: never
2: know.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs>
1: Uh, it'll uh, be fun, dude. I know that uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of books that uh, one of the guys that owns the shop has. Man, you'll, you'll be you might have seen a lot of the books, but there's a there's a ton of stuff there, dude. It's fucking great. Like he's got a lot of reference. It's So I think that's you what done. I love to see, man. Yeah, it's pretty incredible.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm always hesitant to take my reference books to the studio. Um, yeah, I had a couple of bad experiences where you know at the last studio I was at I um, had like a whole library of reference books there and uh, some of them ended up not surviving um, when I left the last studio so That's some one or two disappeared one or two didn't survive um, one looks like it was colored in with crayons by a six year old so oh, damn dog uh... uh... Yeah, fucking six-year-olds.
4: So I, uh,
0: I, I value my books. That, that, that pains me. So it, it was not a very pleasant experience. So I'm very hesitant to like actually bring my books to any studio now, mm-hmm. um, especially things like I had a, a copy of the second edition of Reinventing the Tattoo book oh, yeah. by sure. Guy. And I loaned oh, that man. to a friend of mine, you know, who I, who I trusted wholeheartedly to, you know, keep it safe and all that stuff. And um, apparently one of his co-workers uh, decided to go on a drinking binge and um, ended up uh, completely destroying the book no. and the rest of the studio oh, while God. he was at it, believe it or not. Um, oh, yeah. Wow. Somehow, so it was a two-floor studio. Um, So it was like an old converted house that was converted into a tattoo studio. So it was two floors, which is totally cool, right? Like, I mean, yeah, sounds like an awesome idea. Um, And apparently somehow the sink upstairs got clogged and never got turned off and it ended up flooding the entire studio uh, part of the ceiling caved in the whole nine like the, the whole studio was toast after that ah oh. so oh. it's like yeah that that was not a good thing that
3: sucks that's painful yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. Unkindness got flooded. Unkindness suffered a serious unkindness. I, call serious that. I unkindness. saw that on Instagram. That was hard and, like, to watch. Lift, lifting up the thermofax and water just pouring out.
5: The river, the purple river. I was like, oh. Oh.
3: I like, I wanted to cry so much. Oh, yeah, my it was God. hard to watch. It was heartbreaking to see that. Yeah, yeah. for
5: real. Well, that I mean, a lot of
3: thankfully
4: they have insurance, but still to have to go can you imagine walking into your baby
3: your shop
4: and
2: seeing mm.
3: that that's that's weeks out of mm-hmm. work yeah and like especially with Teresa, who is has has her shit together and has big projects all the time that are planned mm-hmm. out pretty like well in advance for clients that are traveling to see her oh and everybody else in the studio, like so many people just are out of work for a couple of weeks. It mm. sucks. That's that's horrible. Mm-hmm. And it's actually, I've been noticing it. I don't know if it's, I don't think it's happening more. It's just that I'm paying more attention to social media, but I'm seeing shops get flooded like a lot. Like, uh, I think I've seen in the past, like, three months. I think I've seen
0: uh, I know two shops that got flooded.
3: Uh,
5: uh, been rough?
0: So, yeah. uh, word to the wise for those studio owners out there. Make sure you get flood insurance.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And don't fear the reaper, bro.
0: Yeah. Well, you you can't fear the reaper. Uh-uh. Mama, don't fear the reaper. Yeah. Under the, and the sun and the rain.
5: What are you working on?
0: Me? Me? Yeah, Bruno, when you ask that question, you're going to have to be more specific, bud.
3: Yeah,
4: who? Oh, Ricardo, that's awesome.
1: I'm just doodling. Oh,
0: that's, that's cool, so dude. That's so cute.
1: <laughs> I don't know if you can see more of it this way. Just playing around.
0: Hold on. Let me spotlight you. Oh,
1: come on. My iPad died, so I'm just grabbing some cardboard or some paper and a little Crayola marker and just playing around.
4: It looks like a beautiful tattoo, too. And he's like, I'm just doodling.
1: <laughs> so I'm with some... Dude, that's sick, man.
4: Yeah. That is uh, it's beautiful.
0: Thanks, dude. I Thanks. love your sketchy work, man. It's so like, it, it portrays depth in the most simple fashion.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's so dynamic.
0: Yeah.
1: Thank Bravo. you. Press, yeah, I see. It's
5: beautiful, man. Thank you, thank you. Something about, uh, you know, like when you like manage to relax, Even more than usual because you feel like yeah this is nothing I'm just you know doodling on this thing and so you're like even more relaxed than you usually are when you're creating and like there's something about that state that like very unique things tend to pop up you know and for sure uh, like unexpected things that only come out when you're that loose kind of thing. Very cool, man. And yours is badass too, Jason. Thank you, Bruno. I appreciate that. I've, uh, I've been taking it out. Yeah, man.
0: Yeah, so this is actually a tattoo I started on one of my coworkers the other night. Um, if you guys get the chance, I did a live stream of me outlining it.
4: I saw that. I it live. And
0: um, so I, I just decided, I already have like a digital version done, but I was like, you know what? I'm in the mood. I'm feeling saucy, so I'm going to go through and paint it as well. Oh, feeling saucy yeah it's the painting's a bit bigger than what i tattooed on the back of her leg because she's got these tiny little legs um so i only really had like four inches in width to work with and i was like oh boy this is gonna be a nightmare um you know just trying to get everything centered over the calf properly and uh, you know making sure everything fit the spot perfectly was an abs- we ended up having to move it up so it wasn't sitting quite as low as we had originally planned. Um, but you know, it it worked. Uh, we made it work and it the outlines are healing up great. So I got no complaints.
5: Badass design, man. What kind of markers are you? Me? Oh, I'm
0: not using I'm not using marker for Jason.
5: It. Sorry. No, what is that? Like. It looks like a. Oh, that's oh, that's a brush.
0: Yeah, this is just a brush. It looks
5: like a marker, for me. I don't know how well you guys can see
0: everything that I'm doing, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I was considering using marker for this because it's very graphic in um in like style. Uh It's a very graphic, graphically styled piece with a lot of just very straight, bold colors. Mm -hmm. Um, Although I am tinting and toning stuff down to give it the appropriate hue, the, the appropriate mm-hmm. chroma. Right. But um, yeah, I'm just having fun with it, man. It's just it's just something I'm kind of doing to pass the time.
5: Hey, cruising through it. That's why for a second I was like, is that a marker?
0: No, nah, no, no, no.
5: But, uh, but yeah, I may it, eventually it break looks, some out. But... You're pretty comfortable with the brush. So.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, I'm, I've used so many different mediums over the years. Like, For the first couple of years in my career, I was in absolutely intent on just exploring and using different mediums mm-hmm. just to try to see what I liked the most, what worked well. Um, I would see people that would bust out these gorgeous marker renderings. Um, And I was like, oh, well, maybe I can try marker. Maybe I can use that, you know, Mm -hmm. to get a certain look or a certain effect. And I would try it. And, you know, I learned how to use them in, you know, different ways. And so I can use marker. Um, I just find myself leaning more towards the feel of the brush. I just like the way that I can manipulate that a little bit more.
5: And create those nice gradations.
0: Yeah, I'm just kind of blocking in basic colors right now. I'm not really not really focusing too much on like anything else, just like
5: oh okay. Just blocking saying,
0: okay, this part's gonna be greens, this part's gonna be tans and yellow ochres. Um, you know, just kind of like laying down a basic map. Because I know all of this, as you can tell, with like this leaf here as it dries, it's going to lighten up substantially. So I'm not even really focusing on like, is this going to be my final tone? Um, You know, is this going to be, you know, what area is this over here? This is all just very, very super basic, just blocking in color Mm -hmm. from here. I'll go through and I'll refine it and I'll do a bit of push and pull and um, Uh you know, I'll add some darker greens some more true like bluish greens uh all muted down with a bit of black though just because i don't want these colors to be pure i'm only going to be you the only pure colors that i'm going to be using are going to be in the actual fluid of the bottle itself and i don't really know if you guys can see like the whole design in and of itself but um this is the, uh, the rough idea that I'm going with.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: It's like a bottle with a cat skull, some crystals, some leaves and bones. Sick. I think that's badass. Yeah, sick. Yeah, and she works at a dispensary, so I was like, oh, we'll throw a little pot leaf at the top of the bottle. Um, there you go. You know, why not?
5: Eat. It's a beautiful plant.
0: You know, it's, it really is. It's got so many incredible medicinal purposes that like and it got such a bad rap for so long. I know. For that, I'm good.
1: <laughs> that reminds me.
0: Of course it would remind Bruno. i surprised Medusa hasn't sparked up yet. I've been.
4: My mom was a huge advocate of legalizing it my entire life i was raised by hippies so my mom protested for it and everything i i'm so glad it's being legalized throughout the country a little bit at a time
5: Mm -hmm.
4: the benefits of it completely outweigh any negatives and i really can't think of many negatives
0: I mean, I'm sure if I really tried, I could probably think of a few, but (laughs) yeah, it would take a lot. It's a lot
4: less dangerous than alcohol.
0: Oh, yeah. 100% correct on that.
4: The worst thing a pothead might do is sit at a stop sign and waiting for it to turn
0: green. Right? (laughs) Dude, I can't go yet, man. The stop sign hasn't turned green. (laughs) Why does it feel like we're driving at Mach 6? We're only going 15 miles an hour. (laughs) And that's if they can get up off the couch and actually move.
4: Oh, dude, sometimes you need to eat. That's a big motivator.
0: Munchies. Munchies.
5: That design would make a badass shirt, too, man. You think? Yeah, hell yeah. It's uh-huh. ready to go. I think it's ready to go.
0: I'd wear that on a shirt in a minute. Maybe I'll do a monochromatic rendering. I wouldn't do it in full color if I was to do it as a t-shirt. Um, mm-hmm. I would just do like a monochromatic rendering. Uh, not even like a fully rendered version. I'd just probably stick with like cross-hatching. Uh huh. But who knows? If I get I it made into t-shirts, cool I'll too. definitely send everyone one.
4: I think even that with the cross-hatching would look pretty damn cool, too. Especially on a shirt.
0: Mm-hmm. Leaves are blocked in.
4: Yeah, I really enjoyed watching you tattoo the other night.
0: Yeah, well, I did another live stream uh, Friday night. I got to do a pretty bold color neotrad rose yeah
4: i saw that and i was i was out and couldn't watch it and i was like damn it i could watch people tattoo all day every day it's just soothing
0: Mm -hmm. to me that one was super fun too she's getting like a whole sleeve of them and um she's like yeah i don't know what kind of rose we're doing or you know um what color we're doing but i know you'll i know you're gonna make it look awesome and it's like sweet free reign. Yeah, I love clients like that. You know, but then it's kind of like okay, well, pressure's on, right? Because yeah, if you get free reign on something like that, like you better knock it out of the park.
4: That and you actually, you get free reign. You have to reign yourself in.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure everyone here that knows me can attest. There is no reigning me in when I get excited about something. Mm-hmm. I'm like Mach 8. Yeah.
3: Nope. It I go exist. straight
0: to plaid. You seem like it you're a
4: laser plaid. focused on things when you're happy or excited about them.
3: Zero
0: chill. Yeah.
4: I love that.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's just kind of the way I am. Um, there's no getting around it like if it's something i'm really really passionate about really excited about oh it's going on
3: it's invigorating really it's inspiring
4: it sounds like it my daughter complains i have no chill about things and i'm like why do you complain about that it makes life so much happier
5: Medusa, you've been working on some cool crosshatch, like talking about crosshatching. You've been working on some really cool watercolor pieces and you've been adding like some crosshatch to it that like, gives it this really interesting finish. Is that so, what you're working on right now?
3: Um, No, right now I'm just, I'm not working on anything. I'm going through all my Procreate files and feeling burnt. Out on okay. drawing actually, uh, but I, um, uh, I have actually been doing cross hatching combined with watercolor, mm. um, Lovely. for a number of years. Wow. Uh, but I, uh, stopped doing it for a while when I was getting, um, more involved with tattooing and tattooing style art and everything. And I just kind of recently started trying to incorporate it back into my, um, physical drawings because I haven't really worked on I don't really want to do cross hatching and tattoos too much it's tricky um you know to have it heal without it just being a big black blob Mm -hmm.
0: Um, and then you got to look at longevity over time and
3: yeah Mm -hmm. um but in my personal art and everything yeah I like to incorporate both like color and cross hatching
0: Mm -hmm. Um, uh yeah. Kyle mentioned in the uh, the uh YouTube, sorry, Kyle, I'm just getting back to you now. He said he just picked up 15 canvases and like 30 oil paints for 30 bucks.
3: Nice. Hmm. Uh, oh, nice. Yeah. oh, yeah. It's the it universe, like, man. Yeah, I think he was <laughs> saying before that
4: that was like...
3: Stuff. Yeah, I think he was saying that, wasn't that like a thing on Craigslist or something? Nice fucking score, though. Nice fucking hell Yeah. Score. How are you? Yeah, I, um, my recent, uh, score was, um, finding a case of, uh, unopened, uh, canned cat food by the dumpster. So that was oh. cool. I don't have a cat, but I know someone who does. Nice. Merry Christmas. Here's some trash food. It's unopened, <laughs> it's still good. Yeah. Get it
0: before the trash pandas do.
3: Oh, man. The trash pandas are all around my neighborhood. No dumpster is safe. My recent find
4: was a compact massage table that folds out into a chair. You know, one of those really compact ones. Nice. Nice. In purple for 10 bucks.
0: There you
4: go. In purple. All my shit is purple.
0: That was perfect.
5: Okay. Where was the find? Where'd you find
4: Facebook it? Facebook Marketplace.
5: Oh, Marketplace. Yeah. And actually, my thing. best
4: friend sent it to me and said, Look what I found you and went and got it before I could even respond.
5: Wow, $10. To, Jesus
4: yay. And she's like, Yay, I already got it. It's in my house. I'll drop it
0: off later. That's cool. Hell yeah. Congrats. Good one. Yes.
5: Yeah, my market, Facebook Marketplace is awesome. I found some real good stuff for like you know a hundred bucks.
4: I love antiques, and you'd be surprised who gives away antiques on Facebook Marketplace.
5: Mm. What kind of antiques do you?
4: Like? Um, I really like Victorian stuff, and I I love Art Deco and Art Nouveau. Nice. That's my favorite period for furniture.
0: See, I've always been more of a Rococo fan. Uh, I like all those like ornate scroll work and all that stuff. Like that's mm-hmm. yeah. Like that hand-carved wood and like I love that stuff.
4: I love that too, but there's something about the inlaid, like the inlay walnut and the oak and all different type woods just to make these beautiful art deco patterns has the craftsmanship and the artwork in it is just painstaking and beautiful.
0: Very cool. I completely agree.
4: But collecting antiques is always an investment. Um, back when I lost my job with the county working with special needs children before I could find another job I basically gathered up all the antiques we really didn't need and sold them. And I paid. We lived for the two, three months paying the rent and everything with that. So antiques are also an investment. I love them. They're pretty, but I can also sell them if I really need extra money. Hmm.
1: Hey boss, have you guys seen any of those uh, pen cartridges that you can put on your machines?
3: Yeah, the like big pen cartridges or like the ballpoint pen, so that you can yeah the um, ballpoint pen.
1: Yeah, so you can yeah. stick over and put it up. I've been thinking I'm, about getting some of those.
3: I'm interested in that too. I uh, but yeah. I don't really want to spend the money until I hear from somebody I know.
1: That's kind of where I'm at, too. I mean, they look... Sorry, what cool. is it? They're like, you know, the way you have your tattoo cartridges for your uh, rotary machines? Yeah. It's except for it needle groupings. It's just got a ballpoint pen at the end of it. So it's set up the exact same way as a, as a uh, tattoo cartridge would be, but uh, you can tattoo with the ballpoint pen. I mean, not on skin or anything like that, but on paper and stuff.
4: Yeah, but oh, paper, okay,
1: uh, okay, okay. I think I know what you're yeah, talking about. The peak peak needles
6: makes some...
4: them. time yeah, I saw them on Instagram, I immediately thought of Medusa because you do those pen in, those um ballpoint pen drawings.
3: Oh, oh yeah, the portraits for her.
1: Yeah, that would be pretty cool. Yeah, I'm just sitting here with this marker right now, like just stippling the hell out of this shape, and it's like, ah, uh, I would just, I wish I just had that instead. Then I'd be just forever. So
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Said that, uh, peak, peak needles.
1: Well, there's peak that needles, one. Yeah. And then I saw Vlad Vlad Irons, Vlad 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 Bad Irons, or something like that has them too. And there's different prices, and and then of course you had to take into consideration the conversion rate and stuff like that too, but. The ones that I found were overseas so far, but I'm sure there's gotta be some companies a little bit closer to home that there's gotta be anyway. The only American one I've seen
6: is uh Peak Needles It
1: started doing it. Okay. Um is a Vlad, Vlad is that out in Russia? I think yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. But mm. I've also been interested in some of their machines too. I don't know if you guys have ever seen those, but they look pretty cool.
6: They're they're good, man. I had one. Um yeah. It, my, this is before I even knew anything about rotaries, uh-huh. and I had one for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I didn't know it was about at the time about the um membranes, and some cartridges have them and some don't, yeah. and so then it would spit back into the machine motor and, of course, just ruin that. And right. the turnaround rate for me to, like, the machine was under warranty, like, the turnaround rate for that was ridiculous, like a few months. Yeah, For them to, like, send it back, of course, because it's all the way in Russia as well, you know? That's, so, I mean, they're good. But, I yeah. mean, um, if you get one, I would just ask them, depending on what you get to,
1: what what kind of warranties they have on them and stuff like that. Uh-huh. But I thought they were they were really punchy. Did you like them for lining, or did you like them for, like, stippling, or what did you get into And there? I don't like any rotaries okay. for lining, personally. I've also...
6: I haven't really experienced too many um or experimented experimented with too many rotaries. What are you honestly. using for lining these days? Oh, I use a mic pike. Yeah, oh, mic pipe. I, I I line yeah, with buddy. I line with a coil. I'll line with a coil, but then if I have a color work and stuff like that, I prefer to use a rotary just because the only reason I prefer to use a rotary is the simplicity of like the amount of Different needle groupings if i will be using them you know but if it's something traditional super traditional or something i'll just use a straight up 15 mag or something yeah you know but if it's like a large project like i recently started doing realism Mm -hmm. yeah i'll have like fucking seven different needles for shading or coloring yeah i'll use i'll use a rotary for that and i've uh i love the v6 the old school bishop uh uh-huh. and that's what I, i've been using lately gotcha but yeah i have trouble for um i started lining with coils and when i tried to switch to um cartridges and using rotaries for lining is way different and i like i don't like how oh, yeah. slow you have to move it right. makes me more shaky um yeah that counterbalance yeah it, it's really off i've been interested in the pens but I, i've been interested in like the new i keep hearing is really great but i don't know i'm hesitant on that too because i don't know how, how i feel about having to buy three different pens for for three different things you know yeah I feel I've, sure. heard you, I've heard that you like if uh If you buy the different cams, like, say I have a 3.6 cam and I want to switch to a different one, I'd have to, like, switch that out during mid-tattoo, you know? So, it's, Mm -hmm. like, I'd have to do the same thing and, like, buy three different machines, I guess, you know? Right, right. I'm, like, I'm just sticking to, to what I have, you know, and it's, like, I don't know if that would benefit me at all.
3: I don't know. Machines me, are
6: expensive. as but they're like eight hundred dollars a piece.
3: <laughs> yeah, to me, three pens is easier than eight coils. True. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
6: True. <laughs> do you use pens?
3: I do. <clears throat> yeah.
6: Which ones do you use?
3: Um, I have used a Numa, and I really liked it. Um, I have uh, a Numa liner. That just fucking makes crispy lines so much easier. It's punchy, it's nice, gets the job done. And uh, lately, for a lot of my blending and shading and everything, <laughs> I've been using um, uh, Zion FK irons. Okay, I like that one too. I is is yours kind
5: of a 4.0? Your the liner, the Newman that you're using, it's like a um, the stroke,
3: Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
5: Yeah. 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 <laughs> hey, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. That's, um, a, that's a yes. That's a solid yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> got it. Got it.
3: For a second, because I always get um, I I uh, when I first started tattooing, I got um, somebody told me the opposite thing that other people are telling me about stroke lengths. Mm. Hmm. And um, I've been thoroughly confused about all of that ever since. And I keep texting I people, agree. like when I was uh, ordering, huh?
5: There's trauma.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I have trauma in my brain from too many people <laughs> telling me different things. <laughs> I don't know well, that's,
0: when I. That's part of it, though, right? Part of it is that everyone does things maybe a little bit differently than everyone else. Mm-hmm. You know, well, Jason, I've got my opinions. I've got. I know what I know through trial and error, um, you know, and I've provided advice on that because I did get the text from Medusa. And, um, you know, so I've got my own opinions on it, but I'm sure other people have their opinions as far as what they know to be true.
3: Yeah, when I was ordering my nationals, I texted you about stroke length and stuff for shaders and liners. Mm-hmm. And I had texted three other people. I texted a total of four people that I was talking to that night. And three of them said different things.
1: That's why yeah, <laughs> I, remember... I was just
3: losing my shit sitting in front of my hmm. computer. All I wanted to do was order a couple of national machines. And I didn't know what's, <laughs> like, what to order. They're like, what stroke length do you want? I don't know. Like, oh, everybody's telling me different things. I don't. I don't understand. I just want to draw.
6: So is it verified by now? Huh? Is it verified by now? Um, what stroke uh, length you're supposed to use?
3: I, I don't fucking
6: know. I went with
3: <laughs> Jason's opinion and my boss at the times' opinion were the only the majority, um, because they were the only two that agreed. So I went with whatever they were saying. The majority, oh, yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the majority being two people.
6: <laughs>
1: yeah
3: uh but um yeah I went with whatever Jason said really
1: <laughs> I've never messed with any of that stuff man even like when people were talking about the numbers they use on their on their uh, power supplies and stuff like that and the bolts and everything like that, it's like I never really paid attention to any of that stuff you know what I mean like because I felt the same way uh that you did like kind of like flustered <laughs> by it and I was just like you know this is a feel kind of thing sometimes you know what I mean so yeah and it's it's not necessarily something that can I mean you can measure it scientifically and like numerically and everything like that but I mean it doesn't always work out that way either. Well,
0: this, it's, it's gonna be different for every person too. Exactly. You gotta
5: text it out. I feel like I feel like I went through the same thing. I was very confused for a while too. Like I just it just wasn't sinking in. And then you know after a while trying different machines, um, like now I really get it. It's clear to me, right? Like, but. Um, but it took it took a little while and it took some testing. Um, and now I know, you know, how I feel with like a 3.5, you know, stroke, you know, what it like helps me with more than versus like a 4.0, right? Like the 4.0 stroke, I'm. If anything, I'll use it for everything that's like a line or a shader, like a round shader. And then I'll, I'll use my 3.5 for everything else and. Uh, like shading you know softer shading I'll have an easier time doing black and gray but for a while I just didn't you know you know I wanted to know I wanted to get it but yeah it just kind of comes when you have I don't know you, you go through enough spend...
3: one of I, one I of those days it's just like
0: gonna click Right. I did the reverse of what a lot of people started out because most people never get taught that kind of stuff when they're going mm-hmm. through their initial tattoo education. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. that stuff's not really ever explained to you until, you know, maybe much, much later on. I wanted to know that shit right off the bat because I was like, okay, well, if I know this, I'm g- that's going to help me achieve certain effects Right. And that's going to help me achieve what I want to achieve. So mm-hmm. let me learn about that and like ask a whole bunch of people about what they think and mm-hmm. do my own trial and error and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I spent some time learning about it and um, it paid off, even though a lot of the coil machine knowledge that I gained isn't exactly relevant anymore to an extent. Um, I still.
2: Like, you
3: know, oh, I uh I think you touched on a lot of really good points about asking questions in your interview with Amy Nichols on the Apprenticeship Diaries. Um, I listened yeah. to that and thought it was really, really fucking good. Um Thank you. and I liked the fact that you uh had explained that there are a lot of people out there who will just be all like, well, you don't need to know why. Just this just this is how it is. So go with it. Like. These are Mm. how it works we don't you don't need to know why or anything like don't worry about that worry about this and I like that you um went against that and you're like no I want to know why and you figured everything out because um on your own and asked around and kept asking questions because now like you're one of the main people I want to go to if I have any machine questions like I thoroughly really legitimately want to come out and spend some time with you building a machine and learning about machines.
0: Well, you're you're diving into the deep end on that one.
3: That sounds awesome. I love that, swimming. That's
0: that's going to be something that like, whew, oh boy, you are in for a learning.
2: Um, I'm I love have swimming. You
0: using a ten amp angle grinder spitting a three foot rooster tail of sparks out. I mean, I I welded a bicycle
3: from pieces of broken frames i think i can do it i think i can do a little machine maybe we'll see
0: i there's no. no doubt in my mind you can yeah the question is are you going to be able to absorb all of the knowledge i'm going to be throwing at you no oh, i'll try as fast
3: as he goes <laughs> no. i will take notes i will yeah. take notes i'll set up a recorder that's that's
1: <laughs>
3: I mean, like a little I'll be like a reporter and be like, no, it's this on the record. Do this live. watch
1: this shit
6: over and over again.
3: Do this mean,
0: maybe we'll just this, live. Streamer.
4: I will watch every minute.
0: Yeah, I. Uh... <clears throat> oh, that's so sweet. There's a lot of information to go over. When it comes down to coil machines, there is a ton of information out there when it comes down to the science behind why do they work the way that they do
3: how i mean i'm gonna have
0: to to do what you want them to do
2: i'm gonna be in philly for like
0: a month (laughs) well so i had it down when i was really at my peak um you know really cranking machines out left and right um because i did used to build them for a little while only on only for like friends and stuff like that but Um, they were all made handmade from scratch. I would wind my own coils. I would cut my own frames. Um, I would drill my own holes, tap them to be the exact thread count that I wanted them to be like, I, I did the whole nine. I think the only things I didn't do were turn screws because I didn't have a metal lathe and, um, uh,
6: did you do cast ironing and everything?
0: No, I didn't do any casting. Okay. Um, but I did do, so all of the machines that I made were either brazed or they were um, prefabs. So they were bolt-ons. Okay. Um, and if you, if you do a bolt-on right, it'll hold just as well as weld. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, they were all, you know, made in my garage. Um, I took a wood shop that my dad had and turned it into a metal shop. You know, mm, figured yeah. out how to turn the drill press into a milling machine, which I don't, by the way, do not do that. Anyone that's out there listening. Use wood <laughs> tools but on metal. You will destroy a drill press in a heartbeat. Always use wood tools on metal.
3: I mean, certain metals you can get away with it, <laughs> but
0: most of them, like you can't use a, uh, a standard bandsaw to cut steel. Unless you have like the right type of bandsaw blade, and the right type of motor and all that stuff. However, you can use a very fine tooth bandsaw blade to cut brass. And what kind of blade do you use to cut meteorite? You don't. Diamond blade. (laughs) You don't. You use an angle grinder. Uh,
3: You made a machine out (laughs) of meteorite, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, you use an angle grinder. You don't use a bandsaw blade. <laughs> I found that out the hard way. I went through four <laughs> blades on my bandsaw.
5: Wow. Yeah, I, I, you
0: would start cutting. <laughs> I would start cutting, right? And immediately that minutes. blade would heat up and snap. <laughs> and I was like, well, yeah. there goes one. All right, let's try this again. Now we'll use some cutting fluid in there. That'll help keep the temperature down. Nope, same thing. I was about to
4: say, did you cut it dry or with oil?
0: So the first time I did did dry, because you can cut brass dry and it's fine, uh, because brass is soft enough. Brass is actually softer than a super hard wood. Yeah. So you can cut that without any kind of like fluid or anything like that. When you're dealing with any type of a metal that has a high nickel content, you're not going to be able to use a bandsaw unless you have a very specific type of bandsaw blade.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I figured what the hell, I'll give it a go. Mm-hmm. I had a couple extra blades laying around, so why not try it, right? Yeah. yeah not a good idea. Um, so don't do that. So we ended up going through, cause I was helping my buddy build one out of Meteorite. Um, and uh, we, j- we ended up drilling some holes you know, as many holes as we could. And then we took an angle grinder with a cutoff blade and actually sat down and like chipped away at the holes. Right. Um, To actually cut out the shape of the machine that we wanted to make. It was the only way that we could conceivably do it with the tools we had at hand, other than using a hacksaw. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. It's definitely more than one way to skin a cat. But, you know, cutting the base plate for it was a different story. That was a nightmare. Um, You know, I think I still have a couple of hunks of steel left for base plates. If not, I'll order some more. But, I mean, figuring out, okay, where do we need to drill this? Where do we need to drill that? Is this perfectly in line with that? Where's our center point? How big does this hole need to be? How big does that hole need to be? Where does this sit in conjunction with our rear spring deck? You know, because you can't have your coil core centers too far forward or too far back because then you're going to have to like custom cut like a length length of spring to fit the right dimensions. And then even that might not work well because if your rear spring deck is too low or too high, it's going to come into and hit the rear coil core. So then maybe you have to cut a notch in that. Like there's all kinds of tricky things when it comes down to machine building, all types of measurements you need to understand and know by heart. Um, You know, for example, if you want to have your standard, uh, say you've got a a standard socket cap screw for a machine, right? That's an 832 socket cap screw. How big of a hole do you need to drill in order to have that screw go straight through it and not be too tight? Mm -hmm. You know, so it's little things like that that can make a world of difference. You know, how big is, you know, how far apart do you need to space the holes on a base plate so that you can screw down your coil cores? Well, that all depends on the actual width of the coils that you're going to be winding. If you're trying to wind two 12-layer coils, you're going to need to space those things out further than if you were to wind two eight-layer coils. Because then you can go based off of the phenolic washers that you'll be using, which typically speaking are, if I remember correctly, just over three-quarter inch wide. So, figuring out, okay, if I have three-quarter inch wide, you know, phenolic washers right next to each other with like maybe a 32nd of an inch in between them, where is the exact center of those coil cores going to be? You know, this is all the science behind machine building.
1: Hey guys, I'm gonna get out of here.
0: Go, Ricardo, go.
1: Okay, man, can I show this to you
0: guys? Oh, so my exact flight itinerary. Oh, nice, damn man. hold on, let me spotlight you. Yeah. Hey. That's pretty oh sick, Christ. dude. Nice. Can
1: you see it? I love that, yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. Okay. There it is. That's fun.
0: Hell yeah, buddy. That's awesome. it, man. Hell and yeah, how can my we dude. Reach you? What, what? How can we reach you? Oh, uh, you can
1: reach me at Ricardo Certivant on Instagram or on Tuesday mornings here at 10 a.m. Well, what was that, Ricardo? What? Happy New Year, guys. Hell Happy yeah. New Year, man. Happy New Year, Ricardo.
0: Happy New Year.
1: Uh, Happy birthday, on, on 2023. Instagram. 2023? Yes.
0: All right. You're my hero. Peace out, y'all.
1: Happy New Year, guys. I'll talk to you soon. Peace, brother. All right.
0: Happy New Year. All right, guys. So. But yeah, Medusa, we'll figure something out. We'll get you down here to build some machines. Yay.
3: I would love that. Yeah, I uh, um just uh, a couple weeks ago was over at my friend's shop Building Needles. Um Oh my fucking them. god, do I fucking hate soldering. <laughs> uh, like I've done this needles needle. before and I feel like it was easier the first time I tried than it was this last time. Uh, um but and all of my needles weren't couldn't get aligned. And I think we figured out that uh, the needle jig that we were using um, was just dirty. So um, that's why always, my needles were always just a little bit off. Always keep your needle jigs clean. Yeah. Well, we weren't going to use those needles. We were just learning about how they're made. But yeah, Noah, um, yeah. If your needle jig's not clean, A, that's gross. And B, Your needles Mm -hmm. won't be uh, lined up the way that they're supposed to be. Like, you'll always have, like, you might have one that's just ever so slightly off, you know, longer than the rest of the grouping that's going to stick out and tear that flesh up. But, yeah, I made a a couple of, I made a a liner, a shader, and a mag, and they were all awful. (laughs) My my soldering's really bad,
0: but uh, it was a
3: fun experience.
0: Were you using oh, liquid fine. flux? Um,
3: yeah. Good. Okay. Yeah, I breathed in a lot of flux. Oh. Um. Yep, welcome to it. the club. Yep. Yeah. Uh, spilled a little bit and nostrils? was uh no but i spilled a little bit and was afraid to say anything and then like tried to wipe it up with my hands and like my sleeve oh uh i couldn't get the solder to like move the way i wanted it to move um and uh when i did it was too much and became goopy and so my uh, little solders and little welds look like cancerous oh. tumors. Oh man. Super fun. And I looked at my friend who was teaching me everything. And it's like, this is the worst needle in the history of mankind. Check it out. Like at least mm. I did, I'm the best at making the worst. And he's like, it's not that bad. And the more he looked at it, he's like, oh, oh. Yes, is yes, yes. it's not great? It's it's
0: bad. It's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you should you should probably step away from the soldering iron at that point. Nah, keep trying. If you fiddle with
3: it more, it's gonna get better eventually.
0: If that's what makes you happy.
3: <laughs> right now I'm scanning um a bunch of the postcards that I painted, and I wanted to show you guys uh what I got Ooh. done. Because yeah. it, I've been, my attention. been doing all of that stuff.
0: Hell yeah. yeah, let me spotlight you and go ahead and show us.
3: Okay, so here's this one. Aw, I haven't figured out who I'm going to send it to. It's got um, a little book with mushrooms coming out of it and stars and everything. Yeah. It's already stamped and somebody's gonna get it and then i did this one
0: oh sweet uh, <laughs>
3: um i want to make out with her
0: <laughs>
3: and, and then i did this one there's a little planchet. uh this design i've already done before and already tattooed and everything so- but i wanted to redo it with a uh, my newer skills that I've developed. And um, mm-hmm. so I had a lot of fun with this one, especially with making the wood grain.
5: Mm-hmm. That was
3: super that fun. Really That's killer. Thanks. And then I got this one, which Ooh, is basic. Like oh, yeah. This one, though, this one's just a stamp, but I really so wanted funny. to color it in and work on coloring. Um, So this one was more of just a practice for my uh, watercoloring uh, Cause the line work was all already done. Um. So, uh, and then I got this one, and Love I think it. this one I'm gonna send Ooh. probably to my mom, it's a um, because she wants one, and it's the only one that I think that she would like. The other ones are a little Shoot. too scully. Um, <laughs> Give her the uh, planchet. The. Plan- <laughs> no no oh no when i was doing family history research and looking into my ancestry tree and everything she asked me why and i was like so i can like summon the dead when i do some seances and she was just like no honey
6: (laughs) that'd be the worst
3: then (laughs) when i started getting tattoos she asked me how did where did i go wrong in parenting how'd you get to be so dark <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like dark, and she's like, you know, evil.
2: Oh, oh wow. And my mom was, my
3: like, mom was so against uh, it. Like, you my body is modeling. distinct. <laughs> 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 she she used to ask me that if I would cover my tattoos and take out my piercings when I visited her because it just made her uncomfortable. She's gotten used to it now because the last time I went to visit her, this was all like, hi mom, I tattooed my face. <laughs> <laughs> uh i love her but she's you know she's looked my mom's a little old lady
0: well it's a generational thing you know yeah Yeah. it's a generational
3: thing um so i gotta send her the prettier one (laughs) yeah (laughs) um and then there's this one which i've already shown before i added a darker a darker blue background since the last time i showed you guys because i wanted to add some more contrast there good one and then there's this one i don't know if i showed you guys that i love that one yeah that. Um, that's really awesome that one's sick and then um and then i stopped doing postcards and i painted this guy Ooh. Right. Ooh. It, uh, it's really to. hard to see on my camera but this guy's got a lot of the cross hatching yeah, on yeah. It. um and no, it's so good. that is so cool Thanks. Yeah, it's my hand to glory. I have had this flash. I drew this flash a few several months ago. And everybody keeps like it's cute, but I don't want to commit to it. And I'm like, well, fine. I'm just gonna fucking <laughs> color it up and see show you how cool it would look as a tattoo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And
2: yeah.
3: now I just... totally get
4: that as a tattoo.
3: Yeah. Oh yeah. And the one I just scanned, which is this one. Oh, this one's got I a lot of cross action too. I think I'm gonna send this to. That's adorable. To Mm -hmm. somebody on the East Coast. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Maybe some of you guys might be getting some of these. (sighs) So. We'll see. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So I wanted to. Yeah, I wanted to show off the postcards that I spent my Christmas break doing. That's all I did for Christmas. The weather wasn't really uh, good enough to um, drive to my parents' house because it was super icy out here. Mm. And um, I don't like driving anyways, much less in ice on a holiday where everybody's going to be in the roads, where I have seen so many. Yeah, my Instagram feed filled and the whole morning was just videos of people's cars just sliding and everything and news stories about like car crashes and hey you might want to stay home for Christmas so I stayed home and I painted all day I got like over Christmas Eve and Christmas I think I did like four postcards and then most of that Candid Glory painting just sitting in front of my TV listening to Murder podcasts and binge watching White Lotus and getting ridiculously stoned and painting and it was my (laughs) favorite Christmas.
0: Oh yeah, me and my dog.
3: Uh, Like, and now I'm all like, I don't ever want to celebrate any holiday again if I'm not just gonna be home painting and hanging out with my dog. It's
5: the best, the best. (laughs) I said the same thing.
6: That is the best, totally.
3: But. Yep. Did you guys all have a great Christmas?
6: Yep. Yeah, i pretty much did the same thing. Try to knock out old paintings and just spend time by myself. Oh yeah, man. That's what That's I do best pretty best much best every best year. Best
0: way to do it, you know. Yeah, my Christmas uh, is I a just... little chaotic with the
4: three-year-old and the three-year-old and the four-year-old.
3: Oh yeah, you got you got the littles, the little it, kids. It was like it was
4: snowing wrapping paper. It was just everywhere.
0: I had a bit of a kid Christmas as well. I feel you on that. My best friend came up from North Carolina with uh, his wife and kids to do Christmas up here and um, his his one daughter, uh, my goddaughter is six. Um, she just had her sixth birthday on Halloween and oh, his nice. son is eight months. So that was a bundle of joy. And oh, own.: yeah, So I had a pretty full house, but it was a good time. Nice. I never really get to see him, so it was nice to be able to catch up.
3: Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I, I was really looking forward to seeing my nephew for Christmas. And I was actually quite bummed out about the weather because it was going to be my first Christmas spending with my nephew. And I wanted to teach him all about our family's traditions and everything like, you know, sleeping under the Christmas tree, you can open one present Christmas Eve, Um, you know, the orange in the stocking in the morning, Um, always put an orange in the stocking and, uh, uh, you know, but the weather said no and i'll admit it was it was the first time that i've actually been really excited to spend some time with a kid because he's five um but i can go up another time we'll just have makeup christmas later
0: yeah i kind of deviated from normal christmas this year because of the kids um i usually leave out a glass of scotch and uh some beef jerky for santa claus nice but um Yeah, this year we actually did, uh, you know, eggnog and cookies. Of course, I had to spike the eggnog. Well, duh.
4: Uh, Otherwise, it's just gross. I drank so much eggnog over Christmas. So much eggnog. And yes, it was definitely spiked. And I spiked mine a
0: little more. Well, sometimes you have to. (laughs) You're not going to hear me, you know, debating against that. I don't drink often, but when I do, I do it
4: right. Plus I'm a whiskey girl, so I I don't mind putting a little extra whiskey in it. Nice. They make Christmas Eve awesome. We had a great time. That's great.
0: That's what matters.
4: I went to a I friend's house it. for Christmas Eve and we were all just letting our freak
3: flag fly. Nice. Yeah, Bruno, what'd you do? You got family up there over for there. For Christmas?
5: Right? Yeah. Um. Yeah. It was, uh, I got to see like both sides of my family, which was cool because I, no.
3: it's
5: always tricky, you know, to like, there's always so many things that you got to do. And, you know, making time for the family is like kind of tricky sometimes. And so, you know, like Christmas is just that time of the year where it's like, come on, if you're not going to make the time now, nah, when the hell are you going to make it? So I really like relaxed and, just kind of made some time and spent like a full day with one side of the family and then another day with the other side of the family. So it was super nice, super nice to just kind of interact with the family. You know, be grateful for the fact that, you know, they're all close by. But um definitely did some art in the evening though, you know, and enjoyed that that part of Christmas too, you know. Yeah. Just, uh, the time off to just do whatever the hell you want You can get yeah. back to work when it's all done
3: nice yeah i think christmas this year was good yeah it was a nice one that's sounds cool. like yeah, everybody had good things to say nobody had a bad time that's good oh, sometimes the holidays can be super stressful for everybody yeah. especially when you're working as a tattooist and business can get pretty slow around the holidays because people aren't thinking about getting tattoos they're thinking about all the money they got to spend on Christmas gifts and every time everything and then we're sitting there with less business than other times of the year being like how am I gonna buy presents for everybody but I'm glad everybody Just had a really good time. waiting for tax season.
0: Oh a tax return mm-hmm. season. <laughs> I I don't know. Maybe I'm weird, but like a lot of my clients are like college aged kids and a lot of them come home for the semester during winter break. So it seems like every December I get slammed with people trying to come in like the week before Christmas or the week, you know, directly after Christmas and between Christmas and New Year's. Everyone's trying to come in and get something done because. You know, they're home on on a break for, you know, a week or two or three, and then they have to go back to school. Some of them travel, you know, some of them are in school in New York, some in West Virginia. You know, you never I never really quite know where, but um, I know some of them do come in. They they only have the opportunity to get tattooed when they're home, you know, by me, obviously. So I always try to be accommodating for that. But I think that's also just because that's I've tattooed so many people in that age range that um, you know it's a nice little welcome uh, break from painting season.
3: Mm, that's nice. Yeah, I uh, uh, I've been having fun with painting season, but and I love painting season. Um, I won't be able to take advantage of um, tax return, impulsive, spring break tattoos because I don't work in a walk-in shop anymore. And also in March and April, I'm going to be traveling a lot. Um, But I hope the rest of you get that sweet moolah.
0: Yeah, sweet moolah is always a good thing.
3: It's nice to be able to pay your rent and get some food. Yeah, restock your Hmm. ridiculously expensive supplies. Buy your thirty dollar box of gloves.
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) People are still paying that. I don't think
3: they're thirty twenty five to thirty dollars
0: anymore. They were, but I yeah they (laughs) they fucking were. (laughs) It's like, like, what if fuck? all of my, if any of my clients are listening, yes, my gloves are thirty dollars a box. That is why I charge so much. Yeah, oh, yeah
1: man.
3: fuck the glove prices. Fuck that. Um, they're they're not. I don't. I haven't looked at our. uh You know, I haven't looked at our shop's inventory or. Um, receipts or anything. I don't think glove prices are that expensive nah, anymore, but... but they're not back to where they used to be either. I don't know. True.
5: They've
6: kind of gone back to
4: with vinyl gloves. I have a couple clients that work in the medical field, and every once in a while, they'll tip me a brand new box and medium gloves. And they're some of my favorite <laughs> clients. They're love, like here, uh, we know we just hey, have these at home. And I'm like, I love you guys.
3: Yeah. One of my uh one of my buddies worked uh in um the medical field still does um during the pandemic. And uh <laughs> at his work in the hospital, the gloves were locked up.
4: Yeah. And you had to are, have somebody
3: like of a higher authority open the lock with a key and get you a box of gloves if you needed gloves because they were so expensive and everybody needed them that even like people in hospitals were locking gloves up and so that was weird to hear from an ER doctor that he had no access to gloves because he had to get somebody that was higher than him to open the wow. lock box whenever he needed to get gloves
5: That's
3: wild. yeah that's that is crazy. really wild, wild to hear from an ER yeah. doctor during the pandemic.
5: Yeah, mm-hmm. I got cray crazy for a little bit.
3: Uh, oh, thank God those are not this. Thank God we're not doing that right now.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm.
3: glad that's a past problem and not a right now problem. The gloves being locked up and being mm-hmm. too fucking much money.
5: Yeah, alcohol is hard to find.
3: Oh, yeah. Hand sanitizer. Mm, Good luck. Even soap.
4: Oh, yeah. During the beginning of the pandemic, I was working at a dollar store as an assistant manager part time. And we literally had to ration out the hand sanitizer. the the antibacterial soaps you were limited to how many you could buy a day you were only allowed to buy one thing of toilet paper one thing of paper towels we had to ration them out to people or we would be out by the end of the day
3: oh yeah the kroger store next to my house during the pandemic um would have people lined up to get toilet paper, paper towels, Kleenex and stuff at like six in the morning before the store mm-hmm. opened. And like if I got there at 10 a.m. and I had um at the time I had four roommates. Um, they lived in a really big house with a lot of rooms at the time. Um and we were really stressed out about getting toilet paper. <laughs> We weren't even trying to hoard toilet paper. We just wanted to wipe our own butts. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, it was, I was stressful because, well, other people were unnecessarily hoarding supplies, making mm-hmm. it so that if you just wanted just the bare minimum for your own household, you couldn't even have that because fucking Karen down the street thinks it's the apocalypse and just bought twenty. Cases of toilet paper for her and her dog.
4: Mm-hmm. Right next to the dollar store I worked at, there was a big package store, the BJ's store, and I worked there in the deli. They couldn't keep paper products on the shelf. Yeah, no. I mean, they I'm... had to limit people to one pack per visit. People yeah. would come in and just turn around, put it in their car, and come back in.
3: Yeah, that's so fucking selfish. So like I get it if you're stocking up because you work at like a homeless shelter or something where you need to use it for other people, but there were so many people during the pandemic that were stocking up for themselves, yes, unnecessarily and really making it hard for other families and stuff. And just like dude, consider your fucking community, because if there was an apocalypse and everybody was like in trouble, the community would go after you for being a fucking dick.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. You're not
3: going to keep that to paper. Fortunately, though,
0: fortunately, all of that is in the past. All of that is behind us. Love prices are starting to get back to where they originally were. Yes. And life the is economy, moving forward.
4: The economy is starting to get better.
0: Yep. Hence the reason why I'm starting to travel more. Now, if only they would allow the uh, vaccine restriction to be lifted for people from other countries,
2: mm-hmm. that would
0: be awesome. That would be great. I've been trying to get my friend Mikkel from Scotland to come out to the U.S. for for a little while now, but he can't because he's not vaccinated and he can't get into the U.S. because we have a policy. So kinda of sucks but
4: yeah my cousin um mustafa oh, in Egypt shit. and he just got married and he wanted to come over here and bring his wife to meet his mom and everything like that and he can't get into the country because he's not vaccinated.
0: Yep. So hopefully that gets lifted soon. We'll find out we'll see but I think it's going to be just about time to wrap everything up for the day. Haven't really gotten super far on this new painting, but, um, you know, a little bit of progress here and there. Got some of the uh, the quartz crystals blocked in. Got the leaves and bones down at the bottom blocked in. Um, you know, nothing crazy, not a whole lot of detail, but uh, we're getting there with that. So Looks good. Next time I'll probably finish up the crystals, start filling in the bottle um, and start blocking everything in there and then going back through and tightening everything up. And Yeah, I'm only giving myself like three weeks to finish this thing. So, well, three Sundays. So I'm trying to crank it out pretty quickly. Um, But, you know, we'll see what happens.
1: We'll
0: see how it goes so I'm on that note we're going to go through and uh progress um, on it we'll start doing some uh some quick sign-offs here uh we'll start off with um amber let's go to you
4: thank you very much for hosting sundays as always i had a great time and happy new year to everybody i'm amber morgane from Mays landing new jersey and you can find me on all social media platforms under Amber Morgan.
0: Wonderful. Thank you very, very much. Um, Medusa, we'll go to you next.
3: Hi, I'm Medusa. You can find me at medusaslays.com or on Instagram medusaslays with three S's at the end. Um, thank you. Y'all have a good day.
0: Thank you very much. Uh, William. We'll move over to you. And it looks like you're there. You go.
6: There you it is. Um, my name is William. Um, I'm in Houston, Texas. Uh, this is my first time here. It was pretty good meeting all of you guys. It was nice and chill. Um, I will be back. Is it every week? I don't know if it's every week yep, or not. Every but... Sunday at one o'clock. All right. Awesome, man. Yeah. Um, I plan on being here next week. So um and i'm on instagram as uh will the tattooer and i hope you guys all have a good new year and thriving all your plans for this year Right on. thanks for having thank me and thanks for hosting much. this
0: hey anytime man anytime thanks, man. thanks for jumping in today yep you're always welcome thank you and uh bruno
5: Yeah, thanks for hosting, Jason. Um, It was fun, man, like always. Medusa, Amber, William, Ricardino. It was a pleasure. And uh, Happy New Year to everybody. Uh, My name is Bruno Salvatierra, and you can find me on Instagram uh, at Christmas underscore art. I'm here in Fort Lauderdale, Florida.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much for jumping in today, Bruno. It's always a pleasure seeing you. Thank you, buddy. And, um, I will, I'll wrap things up. My name is Jason Leeser. I host the Skill Building Sunday Drawing Group every Sunday at 1 p.m. Thank you all for joining us today. If you like today's episode, make sure to hit that like and subscribe button. Um, stay up to date for all the new episodes uh, where we're always going to go through and talk about other things tattoo-related and uh, life-related and life of being a tattoo artist and things like that. Um, Also, feel free to tune in to the rest of the shows that we have coming up uh, later in the week. Uh, Otherwise, keep those hands busy, keep them moving, keep that art coming. And uh, we will see you guys again next Sunday at 1 p.m. for episode 95 of the Skill Building Sunday Drawing Group here at Reinventing the Tattoo Network. Um, Also, you can find me on Instagram at Philly Inc. Uh, You can see that in the bottom left corner. So feel free to hit me up if you guys ever have any questions. Until then, take care, everyone. Cheers. Keep those hands moving.